Join Tim and Christina Madden, co-founders of Executive Career Upgrades on their podcast, The Executive Career Upgrades Podcast. As an executive in today's highly competitive job market, it can be tough to succeed. However, with Tim's nationally recognized career advice and Christina's mindset expertise, you can reach your full potential. Tune in to upgrade your career and get ahead of the competition. All right, everyone. Welcome to the Executive Career Upgrades podcast with your host, Tim and Christina Madden. Hey, if you don't know us, we help those in corporate America, right? ascend to the level that they deserve, giving them the tactics and strategies they need to succeed. And I'm super excited today because we are kicking off the first episode of 2024. But before that, hey, huge shout out to everyone in the Executive Career Network, all nearly 13,000 of you, the fastest growing career network on Facebook. Go check us out. We would love to have you a part of our community and to our friends and those joining us live on LinkedIn and YouTube. We appreciate you. Just wait and see what's in store for 2024. And of course, our uh, listeners on Spotify, Apple, and everywhere on the internet. And before we get started, do me a favor. We are still trying to become a top 10 podcast. That is all on one of our goals this year. And the way you can do that and support our stream is you could go over to Apple or Spotify and please leave us a five-star review. And if you do, then you can head on over to Exec Upgrades com backslash resources because we have a bunch of free resources over there to help accelerate your career. Christina, before we get started, what would you like to go over? Wow, you're turning into like a real live talk show host. I got to get it all out. You're like it could on be it. someone's first time listening, so I got to make sure like they're in the right place. They know that they can trust us, right? Because of our long wall of undeniable proof of helping people in many facets and all the awards and accomplishments we've got throughout the years and yeah. more to come. You're on it. Love your energy. So it's hard for me to believe that this is the first podcast of the year because we have already done so much in the first three days of the new year. I'm like, what do you mean it's the first podcast? It's just wild. The days are already flying by. Hope you're still on track. Well, even yesterday we started it you know, we started kind of getting moving, getting going at like 7.30 a.m. And you were going until, which by the way, we did spend a little three hours of family time yesterday like we normally do. But then you even had a call last night. When did it start? 7.30, 8 o'clock? Started at 8 p.m. 8 yep, PM. that was my call with Elena Cardone. That last so about that an was hour. nice. Yeah, so it was a long day. Yeah. Packed, so, packed field of self-development, mindset work stretching the belief systems mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. executing. Yep, absolutely. Hey, if before we get started, if you need help in your career to get the job and money you deserve in 2024, go on over to execupgrades.com backslash podcast. Let's kick us off, Christina. I know I'm going to let you kick this off because you were like so mm. super excited. You've been talking about this for at least a month, right? So why don't you tell people what episode 113 is all about? I will. And, you know, I feel like I had to like beg Tim almost to do this topic. I'm completely obsessed with this topic and I can't wait to see sort of like how many listeners are on today. I don't know if you can see like on I, I, I can't see right LinkedIn, now. but I'm really, really excited about that. Um, yep. Listen, this topic is all about who doesn't like who doesn't want to get a job promotion. This is all about getting promoted 
fast. And so if you're looking at this title and you're like, wow, how is it possible to go from a director level position to an executive level position? You're probably thinking, oh my gosh, Christina, that's not possible. So where I always start is what are your belief systems? Like, do you even believe that this is possible? And even if you don't want to go and make it to the executive level, I know all of you want to get a promotion. So if you want a promotion, you're in the you're in the right place. You're going to want to pl apply these exact steps, um, no matter what position you're in. If you do want to grow personally, professionally, and financially, and I will preface this conversation with, of course, this is not possible at every company. This is not possible for every single person, um, but promotions definitely are right. So if you're a director out there and you're like, man, how can I fast track? Especially if you're like a, a young director starting out there, like you have your whole life to grow into new um, heights. So we have to take a look at your belief systems. Like, do you believe you're worthy of a promotion? What does your mindset look like? What do you think the mindset of an executive looks like? You know, what is their leadership style? You know, you know, executives have really strong strategic thinking capabilities. They have great daily habits and a great mindset. So we want to start looking at our belief systems and then you want to begin exploring what does the life of an executive look like and how can I start showing up like that person way before it even happens. Um, and that's where, that's where I come in and that's where most of our training lies. And it'd probably be noteworthy to look at, has anyone done it before? Right? They have a lot of people have. So the first you know thing what really hang on, you know, what Go really ahead. got me wanting to do this topic was mm -hmm. watching people start at entry. This is just one example um, of, a, of a company that's scaling faster than most, but people starting at like entry level sales positions and now are executive level at Cardone Ventures. Seeing people do that time and time again, not just Cardone Ventures, but um, other companies. Yeah. Yeah. They grow fast because they're targeting the right companies. So. Yeah. So number one, Hey, proof, right? When you're doing something, you want to say, has this been done before? Yes, it has. It's been done multiple times by multiple people. And then you just simply work your way back and say, Hey, what are the specific action steps they took? So I got a couple for you. The first thing, and Christina kind of stole it from me, oh. right? It's kind of, Hey, who do you need to become in 2024? so that this can even become possible. So here's what I want to do. And wait a second. This does not mean go out and buy the Ferrari and pretend you're the executive and no, go, don't do, <laughs> don't do that. Yeah. No, first though, I want to say, before we talk about who you need to become, this is a little exercise that I didn't even tell Christina about that I want to walk through you to start getting you in the right mindset of 2024. So here we go. Okay, here we go. Let's for a second think about the least successful version of yourself. We're going to go there for a second. Just follow me. Yeah, I know you're like twitching. <laughs> the least successful version of yourself. Christina, help me out. Okay, I'm putting you on the spot. Think of the least successful version of yourself. Okay, give me some things that you think that person would do on a daily basis. Can you help me out? What are some things the least successful version of yourself would do every single day? Well, she's definitely going to sleep in. Okay. She's going to. Okay. So I'm going to write these down, guys. Please, this, this will help you, ladies and gentlemen. Help me out here, right? Remember, we're talking about the least successful version of yourself. So Christina said, sleep in. Hey, okay. I might not. I might not even get out of bed at all. I'm probably going to have DoorDash bring me some donuts. Okay. DoorDash donuts. Okay. Okay. 
So I'm eating the most sugary breakfast possible. I'm not getting out of bed. Most sugar. I'm probably avoiding people in general. Oh, hold on one sec while you're thinking too, because this hey, is kind of fun. Chat, I need your help, right? If you're watching in live on LinkedIn, I need you to to help me out, right? Dig deep and say, what is the least successful version of yourself? What are some of those character traits? What are some of that the things the person does? Okay. So Christina, sleep in, DoorDash, donuts, eating a bunch of sugar. What else? I'm avoiding good relationships. So probably just people in general. Avoiding people. So okay. not not connecting. Mm -hmm. Um, Probably ignoring all my problems. Ignoring problems. Got it. Not taking action at all. So essentially, like the least successful version of me is not doing anything. So just imagine the least amount of action possible. Not taking action. Is there anything I'm going to drink else? wine after gonna, I have donuts. You're going to drink wine after donuts. Okay. God, I might be, I might be having a stomach ache. I might be having a headache. Yeah. I can't really predict that, but that's really what, what I would probably so, do. I'm going to watch TV. Watch TV. Okay. I'm probably going to call people, my, my closest friends. I'm going to complain a lot. Complain. Okay. Definitely going to have some, uh, some anxiety. Anxiety. I'm, I'm going to keep going until you're just done. So it's okay. Oh God. Be done whenever. Anything else? I'm probably going to be angry at people. Angry so at be, people. I'm probably going to be mean because when I'm in my least successful version of myself, I am pissed off. I'm not happy. Okay. Um, That's mainly it. I'm going to be broke. Okay. I'm going to be, be broke. I'm going to okay. be like not pay my bills. There might be an eviction notice on my door. Not pay bills. <laughs> Drunk eating donuts. Okay. Here we go. Thank you for the chat. We got Eric says not returning calls or emails. Yes. Ignoring man. people, right? Ignoring That's like such people. a thing. Uh, Christy Little says procrastination. Avoidance. Procrastination. And it's um, on Facebook. It's doing too many things all at once and not focusing. Focus. Hey, not focused. Thank you. Overthinking. Okay. We're, we're keep going. All right. That's enough. Okay. Thank you for the exercise, Christina Madden. I really appreciate you because I didn't tell you that we were going to do this. So yeah, with that being said, okay, I have a couple more. Do you think uh, being impatient would be one of them? Do you think, how about this? What about showing up late? That person would probably show up late or not show up. I'm all. not going to show up. You're not going to show up. Okay. And you're, you're definitely going to be unprepared. I'm not going. So okay. <laughs> you're not going to be confident. No, you're going to be worried about taking stuff from people and not being relational, right? You're going to be more transactional. Okay. You're probably not going to, if you're in a job search, you're definitely not going to be following up with people. Right. Mm -hmm. Okay. And then you're definitely not going to be networking and collaborating with people and asking them for referrals. No, because you feel so bad. You can't connect. Got it. So, so are you, as everyone ready for a breakthrough? I'm going to give you a biggest breakthrough to start 2024. Here we go. Here we go. Are you ready? Okay. The breakthrough, please, is, please. The breakthrough is this. How can we use these things that we just wrote down to our advantage so we can win? Are you ready? We just described what, Christina, for you? The least successful version of yourself. What is the opposite, Christina Madden, of the least successful version of yourself? The most, the most successful baby. So what do you think would happen? Okay. Follow me guys, ladies and gentlemen. What do you think would happen if everything you just mentioned? I never do it. No, we, we flipped it. Mm -hmm. So if we were impatient, what if we were patient? If we showed up late, what if we were always early? If we were underprepared, what if we were always overly prepared? 
If we were transactional, not relational, what if we were relational? Instead of not following up, what happens if we follow up? Instead of not asking referrals for networking, what if we ask for referrals? Instead of not sleeping in, what if we woke up early? What if, instead of eating DoorDash and donuts, we ate healthy food. <laughs> instead of avoiding people, we go hang out with people. Instead of drinking wine, drink water. Instead of watching TV, turn it off. Turn it off. Instead of complaining, be positive. Think about the opportunity. Instead of having anxiety about everything, be calm. Instead of being angry at people, be happy. Be nice. Instead of not paying your bills on time, pay them early. Ooh, not procrastinating. <laughs> um, doing things immediately. Overthinking. Focusing. Yeah. Congratulations. But, but, but wait a second, Tim. That sounds really hard. Success is not easy, ladies and gentlemen, and it's a daily battle with yourself. Okay. The good news is you're the problem. The good news is you you're are the, the solution. solution. So, hey, some people have problems thinking about what does the best version of myself actually mean, man? And so many people start getting caught up on like, oh my God, like I don't even know what the best version of myself is. So we did a little exercise that's easy for most people, Christina. And why is it easy for most people? Well, I will tell you why. Hold on. Christina, do you think it's easier for our brain to find problems than solutions? Yep. Wow. Another level unlocked. <laughs> so let's use our anxiety-driven, threat-finding brains for something good for once. Isn't it annoying, too, that like when you really come to the realization and understanding that your brain is literally mapping out its personal attack on everything great you want to do. Yeah. Like that's so annoying. Well, we just did that on our leadership call yesterday. Remember? And maybe that that would benefit. And then we'll, we'll get into some tactical stuff. Right. But first, Hey, if you just take this away from the podcast today, you're going to own life. So what I would challenge you to do before I get into this next part. Okay. <clears throat> excuse me, is write down the least successful version of yourself and take 15 minutes, put a timer on and say 15 minutes. I'm going to go to the deepest, darkest parts of my brain, right? And then literally flip the script after you're done. And if you were to focus on those things every single day, you will have the life you want. And not only that, but like your brain is watching you. So when you decide to flip this script and do only great things, your brain starts to notice and it becomes your baseline. It really, really does. So every time you're not sleeping in, ordering the donuts, having the wine, avoiding people, all the things we just talked about, your brain does notice that. Yes. And so if nothing else can get you excited, let it be that, that like, hey, I can, you know, make the decision to rewire my brain and, and run at a better baseline. That's what we did. Well, the other thing too, is as we sense, uh, we make self-development the hugest priority every single day. And what do you know? Unlocking new levels all the time, right? But hey, I want to stick with this, this brain part of, because you use the word attack and specifically what we made the team watch, right? Was you have to learn your mind. And here's what I mean by that. You have to know if you're set in doing the same things the same way. You have to know this, that when you start to even think 
about potentially changing anything you're doing, your subconscious mind goes into a personal attack mode. You have to realize this. Because why? Your brain's number one job is to keep you safe in a very primal way. And listen, don't take our word for it. Okay. We're not neuroscience scientists. We're not mental health therapists, but if you go check out any of Tony Robbins content, if you guys go out and Google and geek out on some neuroscience, um, information and mindset information, you are going to find the same philosophy, the same discussion and the same, um, information. Yeah. And, and, and that's what it is. Your brain wants to protect you. So when Christina, me, I'm thinking about all, all these amazing things I'm going to do. Hey guys, I'm going to publish a planner. That's a new thing I'm doing. Well, I had so many things come up because how, why? Because I'm, they're like, oh, she's doing cool shit again. And my brain's yeah. like, no, stop doing that. you're not allowed to do cool shit. <laughs> so excuse my language, but your brain wants to keep you safe. So it's there with a, with a, um, we need it. We need our brain to keep us safe. Um, but you can very quickly go into a fight or flight state and not get anything done. It wants you comfortable. So imagine your most comfortable state. It's warm. It's cozy. It's with the blankies. It's on the couch. It's with those reruns. I've been there. I watch Grey's Anatomy in my fuzzy blanket with my heating pad every night before I fall asleep. I get it. But like your brain wants to keep you in that state all the time. We cannot get anything done there. And the reason we're talking about this is because executives that grew really fast and had amazing careers know this information. And this is what they've put to work for them and their teams. You would be literally amazed at the true progress. You can truly transform your life for the better in 36 months. It is absolutely ridiculous that if you could master these certain parts about yourself and take action daily, and we're not talking about a lot of time, we're literally talking about a minimal amount of time every single day compounded, just like compound interest, baby, right? Will serve you for the future, but you could literally be shocked on what you can actually accomplish in 36 months. Actually, you got to think in a smaller chunk first because you want it to feel Absolutely. doable. Today. I mean, definitely imagine what Tim is saying, but a hundred days I have found like, I heard somebody talk about this one day and it really stuck with me and I've definitely found it to be true about that 100-day mark. You guys have heard of 75 hard probably, different 30, 60-day boot camps. It's that 100-day mark of really making changes where at that 100-day mark, you're like, you really start to believe that you're a different person. You really start to believe that you're capable of new things. If you give up before then, you don't have enough evidence to know that you can persevere, you can handle adversity, you can trust yourself. That doesn't come until you're about 100 days into to new habits. It's not going to look perfect by any means, but you have to keep going. Yeah. So if you can first, I would start with this exercise as you're starting 2024. What is the least successful version of me? Right? Because it's so much easier for our brain to think about that and then invert it or flip it. And huge shout out to my man, Alex Hermosi, who came up with this and maybe, um, you know, bring this topic to you today. And another great thing like good news, a good news alert is that a lot of times, like if you're somebody who's thinking like, man, it sounds like a lot of work to rewire your thinking. And it sounds like a, like you listen to what Tim and I are, you know, what Tim is saying is like, wow, we make this such a priority every day. If that sounds intimidating where you're like, that's too much, just know that even bringing awareness to this problem, 
even just shifting your thinking to noticing the problem or getting curious about the problem is about 80% of it. It really is 80% of the heavy lifting. That 20% is where you're going to have to put in some some action items and some work. But just begin, if you're somebody that this is a new concept, if you're like mindset work isn't for me, mindset work isn't for anybody, it's for these special people on podcasts, just know um, just thinking about it starts to get the gears in motion toward change. So who do you need to become is the question. The easiest thing you can do is if you're trying to run a marathon is hook up with someone, right? And see what they did. What did that person do? They probably had a plan, right? They probably had goals and they probably made it a daily priority. Okay. So, Hey, so you need to think about who do you need to become? So if you're a director right now and you want to become an executive, what is that executive doing every single day? Copy that. Self-development. What are some, what are some of the things, Tim? Well, there's a long list. <laughs> now I'm going to overwhelm you, right? With everything that you have to start doing. But hey, if it was easy, everyone would be an executive. Like, right? what do you think the CEO of Google is doing right now? Do you think he, uh, do you think he looks at trends in the market every day? Do you think he has a great network? Do you think he still learns? Do you think he exercises? Has emotional intelligence? Has great communication. Do you think he has goals? Let's go ahead and pile these on for you. Do you think he sets clear goals using a smart strategy? Yeah, he's optimizing. Okay. Do you think he prioritizes self-development every single day? Yeah. Do you think he uh, continues to build a strong network even though he's at the top? Very powerful network. Do you think he thinks daily about how he can excel in his current role? Do you think he makes leadership development a priority? How to become a more strategic thinker? Do you think that the CEO of Google has a mentor? <laughs> I bet you he does. Do you think, how many mentors do you think he has? Bet well, he has I have like six, so he must have a lot more. 50. Okay. Do you think that? He reflects on his accomplishments and achievements frequently. Do you think he spends at least a couple minutes a day expanding his industry knowledge? Do you think he's open and adaptable to change? Or do you think he always wants to say the same? Google just wants to stay the same. Mm, one of the most innovative companies out there. So do you think that he seeks feedback from people he works with, his mentors, advisors, and his team? Do you think he thinks professional branding is important for Google? <laughs> Forgive me for laughing. Well, if you can see me, you can see why I'm laughing, but. Do you think he has patience? While also, okay. I know, I know that word drives you nuts. Okay? Yeah. You, you guys, I, I struggle with that. Do you think he has patience while also prioritizing persistence? Yeah. Because I do think that you can have both of them. And do you think he's resilient because he knows that tough things are going to happen every single day? I would venture to say that someone like the, and what, I forget that, gosh, I forget his name actually. Do you know how to say his name? Mm -hmm. um, but the CEO of Google, right, who I've read his book, I believe. Sundar. Yeah. Um, I would venture to say somebody like him that has a path like his has been, that resiliency might be the number one trait that you'd want to look at in somebody like him. Yeah. Yeah. So 
hey, if it was easy, everyone would do it. And if you're not going to do it right now, you're never going to do it. So what are some of the things that somebody should do if they're, let's say they're a VP, like high level VP, large organization, and they want to pivot into a new role as a CEO or any C-suite mm -hmm. uh, or any, it could be CFO, COO, whatever, um, of a small organization, maybe a startup. What does that person need to do? First off, congratulations. I always see the upside. Always. Always see the upside. And let me share with you real quick, because I want to share upside of going from large. And all and guys, consider that what we're talking about too, like the topic of this podcast, sorry to interrupt you, to go from director to executive in under three years. This doesn't necessarily mean, of course, you I might be stating the obvious. It doesn't necessarily mean with the same company. In many, in many cases, it could be. But like right now, what I'm talking about is pivoting from large organization to small. Well, and another thing is you have to be careful as well, Miss Madden. Okay. Because you need to tell people like, because at first you said, you, you know, be careful if you're at a big company. Ladies and gentlemen, let's redact that statement because we just had someone move up at a huge company. We just had Moana in the Exec Upgrades program. Uh, was in education for 20 years. And guess what? Never been at a big company. She was in corporate sustainability. She got a job with us, got a good, great salary or whatever. Here she was right here. And then she had her boss. She joined our Mastering Your First 100 Day program, right? And we helped her build a relationship with people up here. What do you think happened in five months? She's now up here mm -hmm. and it is a big company. So it is possible. Oh yeah. That's what I'm saying. But it's some places may be easier for you to do that, but it is possible in every single company. I just want to want to say that like, it's not, it is possible. If you have been a director for five years at your company right now. Okay. And again, I'm not saying it's easy. Hey, I could run a sub three hour marathon, but Hey, let's be honest. I got some training to do. Okay. Right. It, it, it is possible. You just have to put in the work. But with that being said, look at the upside all the time. Say you're going from large to small. OK, what I loved, Alex Ramosi. Sorry, I'm going to bring him up all year. He's probably. like having a whole I'm obsessed bromance. Yeah, I don't think Alex knows anything about it, but he's in a bromance with Alex. Ramosi so right now. check this out. He says there's a claim to be made both ways. He's a business owner, right? And he will go to a, a conference and people say, yeah, but if someone say he was competing, say mm -hmm. I owned a business and I'm a big business and you're a small business. Okay. Let's say we're competing for someone's business. My claim would be, why would you want to go with this person? They have a small business. They are, they're working out of their mom's basement. I have proven processes and templates and, and et cetera. Okay. But your claim could be, Hey, you don't want to partner with Tim Madden. You're not going to work with Tim Madden. You're going to work with Tim Madden's team who's less experienced than Tim Madden. And they just have policies, et cetera. If you partner with me and my small business, you're going to get me and I'm going to be there. So there's a claim to be made on both sides. Mm -hmm. So remember, always look at the upside. People focus on the downside all the time. Why? Because our brain always wants to focus on the downside. Okay. So think about this. Imagine right now. If you're at a large company, let's think about the upside. Do you know how much impact you could have at a small company? 
Do you know how small companies don't even like track KPIs until they become basically an eight figure company? So do you realize if you're at a large company and you're a VP and you oversee large teams, large budgets, et cetera, do you know with your knowledge, what you could do to a company that's an eight figure company, you could literally 10 X their business just by coming in. Right. Right or wrong. Okay. So, and there's a claim to be made. There's always a claim to be made. So it's absolutely possible, but it sounds a lot like hard work doing all this stuff, Christina. Yep. That's why we're going to need resiliency. <laughs> that's why you're going to need re resiliency. But so when we're, so when I threw that yeah. scenario out to Tim, I need to get back to your, your question. You originally asked me, you said, what should be the first thing they do? The very, the first, very thing. first thing is you need to decide, right? Well, obviously first thing is like, I need to make a plan. I need to commit to plan. So planning. I need to commit and I need to believe it's possible, but let's say by that, like the first action step, I want to know what is the right vehicle for me? Okay. So you really need to sit down because, Hey, everyone listening to this and who may listen to it later, you all have different skills, right? Some of you are marketers, chief marketing officers, director of marketing. You could be in finance. You could be whatever. I don't know what the right vehicle is for you. Okay. But I can tell you a VP of ops who's in at a large construction company, right? What makes the most sense, go to a smaller construction company and show them how you can provide value excess of 10 X what they would ever pay you. So what is the right vehicle for you? Right. I also, I read the book, the startup of you, which is by, uh, Reed founders. Yeah. The, well, yeah. The co-founder of LinkedIn mm -hmm. was it, was it both founders? I thought uh, it, was it was just one. I think the startup of you yeah. aside from my book, the fearless executive, which obviously is suiting for the topic here, aside from that book and Tim's book, this is my favorite book about career growth specifically. And one of the things he talks about is think of your career as if you are an investor. So picking an industry, not a job. So anyone around that is, you know, kind of like that version of my least successful self where you're just basically avoiding everything because you're depressed and confused and not taking action. Some of the reasons people end up in that rut is because they don't know what they want to do, what they want to target, what's the right vehicle. So when you hear Tim say, hey, what's the right vehicle? If you don't know the answer to that question, I have a simple answer for you. It's target where you're going to make the most money and have the most impact. So looking at it like you're an investor, right? Yeah. And so when you're leaving this large organization, you get to then choose what industry. So yeah, we're talking about vehicles. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, it's going to be different for everyone. Everyone wants different stuff. So the first thing I want to say is, what are your long-term career goals? So I know you tuned in today to talk about some of the things that you would need to do to go from director to executive. But the most important question that you could possibly ask yourself is what do I want out of my career? Most people I meet, and I would say 95% don't know what they want long-term out of it's their the career. It's the very first problem that we have to tackle is lack of belief, low self-worth, and then no idea what's next, which is interesting, right? Because when you think about a company, an organization like ECU, and you hear what Tim and I talk about, you probably picturing some top executive that comes into our environment, knows exactly what they want to target, has a great brand and network, just like killer person. They just like have it all together. That's not what we're talking about over mm -hmm. here. No. <laughs> it's people who literally don't know what to target and they don't think they're worth it. So, and if you think that these are like not successful people, you are, and they're very you, successful. You yeah. are 
we've worked with some of the most successful people in business today that still feel like they haven't been successful because welcome to one of the traits of hyper successful people, hyper successful people. Ooh, painful life, ladies and gentlemen, painful and exciting, right? Hyper successful people, uh, never satisfied, right? Always know they can do more. And it's worst enemy or your own worst yep, enemy. And it's, it's the coach. And here's why it's not a bad thing. It's the, it's the coaching, uh, strength coach for Georgia tech. And I love it. I love this quote. I think about it literally all the time. Not as much as the Roman empire. Right. <laughs> but I think about, Hey, I, I think about this lazy people do a little bit of work and wonder why they're not winning and winners work as hard as they can oh. every damn day and still wonder if they're being lazy. Isn't that wild? Welcome to being a successful person. That's such an unfair world. It's it is. <laughs> it it is, right? So know that if you are a successful person, right? And you have those thoughts all the time. Welcome to the success cl club, my friend. It never ends. It and never ends to the highest levels at Google, the highest levels of IBM and the highest levels of Apple, because I have worked with those people and none of them think they're successful and they're running half the world. And I'm like, and they're still trying to figure it out as well. And some of the things that we do here to help people make these pivots is obviously focusing on branding. You guys can't escape that anymore as far as needing an executive presence on all platforms. Um, people need to be able to trust you and land somewhere and understand what you stand for, what your messaging is. Um, you don't have to go viral. You don't have to be, you don't have to have hundreds of followers, even thousands of followers, but you do have to exist out there and have some sort of relevancy in your industry. So branding network, um, and having a strategy with connecting and then an interview strategy. And then once you get into the role, something that we help, um, people with is being successful in the first 100 days. And which is funny because I just talked about my belief around the 100 day mark. Um, well, and so if you're, if you're like, wow, I wonder how they could help me really get into this role and be successful in this role and get promoted quickly. That's what the first 100 days. Is and about. I love this because everyone thinks whether it's leadership and development, whether it's mastering your first hundred days, you get promoted quickly or whether it's landing a job. I will let you know, ladies and gentlemen, there is nothing mysterious that we do here. Nothing mysterious, nothing secret. Okay. Yes, we do use some cool systems to do some cool stuff. But beyond that, follow me for a second. Okay. When we talk about, for instance, there are only, so we were talking about this earlier. Let's be honest. There's only so many ways you can get a job. And what I'm talking about now is just new behaviors. Okay. Let's talk about all the ways that you could land a new job, Christina, because I, I can see you. You're like, no, we do do special stuff here. We do, but follow me for a second. Well, the reason it's so special is because you don't know what it is we do. So you don't know what you don't know what you don't know. So exactly. when, you, when you come into our environment, it's like, wow, I just never thought of my career in this way. Um, but we think it's nothing groundbreaking or special because we specialize in it. So that's something to think about. Yeah. Well, what I really meant was let's go through all the ways you could possibly get a job. Yep. Let's, so, let, let's list them out. Okay. So cold outreach. Okay. Cold outreach. So that could be, let's say that's applying for jobs. That's emailing people. That's hitting people. I was up thinking like, yeah, DMs, DMs, private message, email calling. Yep. Okay. okay so you have it. that. Then you have job boards. Okay. Then we have job boards. Then you have recruiters. Okay. Then you have, uh, like 
What do you mean? Like by a head, like a headhunter came and got you. They messaged you. They have okay, like a corporate recruiter got. A by the way, these are our least favorite ones. You know why? Because they take a long time. You have no control over the the job search mm -hmm. itself, mm -hmm. and it's Russian roulette. It may yep. or may not work. So, yep. um, let's see. We could so headhunter. You you reach out and use a recruiter yourself. Yep. Maybe. Maybe. If you find a good one. Yeah. Um. Network with people. What about those very lonely, cold? Uh, what is it called? Like a seminar? Oh, like a business conference type thing? Yeah. Okay. Or like one of the, what is it? Like a job, a job fair. A job fair. Okay. <laughs> business conference, job fair. But either way, we could keep going, right? There's only so many ways to get a job, right or wrong. Right. The problem is what we're really good at here. I'm shifting the bat is capitalizing and positioning yourself in the best position possible to take opportunity to the next level in all of those areas. With speed. With speed. And execution. That is what you get when you partner with us in the career program. But everyone comes in and they think like it's something magical. And I have to remind people, these are the only ways you can get a job, right? But it's the way you go about it. It's the behaviors you're doing with the activities. Because so many people, they come to us and they say, Christina, are you ready? But I went to a job fair, Christina, but I have went to a business conference, but I've networked. I've reached out to every single person I know, Christina. Uh, I've worked with a headhunter. A headhunter did find me, um, but I've been on all the job boards. I've applied to thousands they of jobs. They ghosted me. And I've, and, and I've done cold outreach. Christina, I've already done all of this. I am doomed for a, a life of never getting the job and money I deserve. Well, and you're probably somebody, if, if, if what Tim just said is something you find yourself saying a lot, those were probably ways that worked in the past where you have had success getting a job that way. Maybe that's the only way you've ever gotten a job. You just don't know any different. That's what we're getting at. You don't know what you don't know. Mm -hmm. So yeah. So what do you say to the guy who comes to us? 90, 95% of our clients done all I've of it. I've already done all this. Already, they, yeah. They don't find us Are when they're doing great. Are you ready for me to they blow your mind now? They don't find us when yep. they're getting a ton of high quality interviews and doing amazing. I mean, let me remind you, we, we get people by the time they've gone through every single one of these desperation, we get desperate, depressed people that we help. It doesn't have to be, it doesn't have to be that. Of course. So what I will tell you is if you are someone out there that has done all of these things, let me repeat the ones we listed, went to business conferences, went to job fairs, work with headhunters, um, headhunters reach out to you. Um, have, you know, talk to all your network, been on the job boards, then cold outreach. Are you ready for this? Then you must be doing it wrong because there's only so many ways to okay. get in front of people who can actually hire you. So if you are doing all of those things, okay, and you are not finding success, then you are simply doing them wrong. And we tell people, hey, you know, that they're like, hey, you know, I don't really want to invest in this program right now. I'd I don't really think I need it. I, I, you know, I just got let go. Let me try it by myself. Okay, cool. Go ahead. Like there's only a few ways to do it. And then they come back to us because it doesn't work. And what's the definition of a san insanity is doing the same, same thing without thing. getting, you know, a new outcome. Because. So Tim then, so Tim then, if none of these things work very well mm -hmm. and I've done all of them and. You're doing them wrong. Okay. Maybe you're not branded effectively. I, it's funny too, when you work with any type of consultant, because so many people, 
get, they come to us sometimes the people that get on a lot of interviews and they're like, yeah, but Tim, I keep going on interviews and I just don't get hired. And I'm like, well, I well, I'll save you all the questions I ask them. But my main question is this, right? Well, Hey, if you're going on interviews and you're not converting them into offers, do you possibly think it could be something you're doing in the interview? But wait, Tim, I think the person interviewing me was just really scared that I was going to take their job. Yeah, no, no, <laughs> it's not. You guys, I hear that a lot. Yeah. Don't I? So don't you? the reality is, right, it's probably something that you don't know you don't know, right? Life is simple, ladies and gentlemen. Humans try to make it as difficult as possible, okay? When you start learning different tactics and strategies like with 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 the team we were just talking about procrastination remember uh last week robert really loved that we added that into one of the career programs which remember it was i'll give you some gold nuggets right here if you are struggling with procrastination and probably a good topic right as we start off this new year number one do you do you know how to overcome procrastination christina you don't the let me give you the three <laughs> steps okay number one you got to get clear on what you want, right? How do you do that? Great question. It's different for everyone. I'm not including subtopics at, at this time. Okay. <laughs> but hey, you have to be clear on what you want. You got to be clear on why do you want it specifically? And then number three, you have to say, when do you want it by? Congratulations. You will overcome procrastination. The difficult thing is though, you're right. Everyone wants different things. I can't tell you why you want something, right? And that's the things whenever you talk to your friends because you're confused about your next opportunity. So many people come to us too and they're like, I just don't know what I should do next. No one should tell you what you want to do next. How can I tell you what you want to do in the next five years? And don't, Who am I to tell you that? And by the way, like you could literally waste years in the mindset of not knowing what you want to do next. So I always tell people the fastest remedy is to pick something totally random and move toward that. So that way you can then collect data on what's going right, what's going wrong, change, and then you ultimately so land with like an awakening. Do you mean like start and then like optimize along the way, <laughs> which is going to be the title of my new book? Start then optimize. Yeah. Or find somebody that you can really look up to that you know, has accomplished something that you want and that you can model and mimic what they've done and learn a lot that way. And along the way you learn, like you're, you, there are people probably listening, thinking, oh my gosh, Chris, like even my assistant yesterday, Megan said something to me. She was like, you always know exactly what you want and how to get it. And I want to be like that. And I'm like, man, I am so glad that I always project that like level of, you know, confidence, but like I don't always know exactly what I want. It requires for me to sit down and get intentional about it and do some thinking and soul searching and writing and getting help guys um, to really figure out what that next target's going to be. So, Hey, as we come to a close here, we wanted to talk about, Hey, so let's recap. If you're trying to become a director to an executive, it's time to get to work. It is time to get to work today. Okay. No one is going to come to your house and make your dreams come true. So number one, you have to decide number one, Hey, that this is the path I'm going on and be clear of why you want it. But remember the first thing is write down the least successful version of yourself as it applies to your career. 
flip the script and start executing on that immediately. Okay. And there were some key topics we talked about. I'm going to go through a couple set clear goals, start learning, start working on building a strong network, start working on excelling in your current role. What could you be doing more of work on your leadership development, strategic thinking, get a mentor, showcase your accomplishments, expand your industry knowledge, and so on and so on and so on. Ladies and gentlemen, if it is to be, it's up to me from my man, Grant Cardone, right? You can do it, but you need new information because if you didn't, well, you either need two things to accomplish anything in life. Number one, you have to make sure that you have the information. And then number two, you simply have to take action and not quit. So there's three things. Take action, not quit. If you do that, you can achieve this, but it's not easy. But is it worth it? <laughs> Dude, it's absolutely worth it. Nothing, I don't care how much money you get, what position you get or whatever. When you get that position, man, no matter how hard you worked, right? That is when it's all worth it. The, the attainment, right? It's the journey, not the attainment. It really is the journey. It really is. Because when you achieve it, we've talked about this, right? Yeah, when I, when I retired from the military, I bought the Audi and I was like, cool. I got an Audi, Audi R8 now. All right. On to the next And thing. I'm like, okay, sell it. <laughs> Closing you know, comments. People, Chris, people, I always heard people talk about like, oh, it's the journey. I'm like, shut up. But it really is. It really is. <laughs> Hey everyone, we are committed to providing you great career advice to help you level up in your leadership and development, in your strategy, in your mindset, land the job and money you deserve, be more successful at that role and more in 2024. Stay tuned, subscribe to us, please, for the love of God, over on Apple, iTunes, or Spotify. And do me a favor, share this message with a friend. Help us out in reaching one of our goals this year, becoming a top 10 podcasts in career until next week. Hey, get to work.